everybody, welcome to the Smackdown the uh, podcast, which is an unofficial wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Evan Anderson, and today we're here to talk about wrestling. That's right. That is what we are supposed to be talking about today, because that is the subject of this podcast. I know. Um, shocking. Anyways, so... Today, I am going to do the results and our, my rating of the Great American Bash Night 2 and just recap some news. So first off, it is time for the breaking news. So apparently, you, we saw Heath Slater make an, well not apparently, we saw Heath Slater make an appearance on Raw, but the current WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, spoke with TalkSport, where the Scottish psychopaths discussed the return of Heath Slater on Monday in his episode of Raw. Um, McIntyre said that this was his idea, and he had to convince Heath Slater to do it, because he, um, and I quote, Heath Slater has mental, he has mentally moved on. Um, so, I mean, that's good. I like that he is able to, you know, be able to move on. Um, anyways, so, Strowman, oh, wow, sorry. So, Strowman says that he wants a major champion versus champion match at WrestleMania 37. I don't know, maybe a winner take all? WWE seems very, um, uh, very current on that. That's what they want. Um, anyways. <clears throat> Next up, we have a uh, possible matches for SummerSlam. So, we there's probably going to be Riddle versus King Corbin is what they are um, saying. And then another thing, they're also saying that Riddle could defeat Corbin in, like, a number one contenders match for the title shot to face Styles at SummerSlam. Um, Andrade and Angel Garza versus the Street Profits. And then there's also tag team champions New Day versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. And then another one that everybody really hopes is going to happen um, Fiend versus Braun Strowman for a title. So, let's just hope that he brings back the Fiend for SummerSlam. Excuse me. And, yeah, that would, that would be awesome. And then also another rumor, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. So, I'd be, all of those matches sound really awesome. And anyway, so Leo Russ... Leo Rush, the former WWE superstar, is once again teasing that he may be done with pro wrestling soon. Um, Rush previously said that he in May that he was considering retirement. Now he's saying that he will be announcing the final match on Monday, July 20th. Um, here is his Instagram post. He says, It's been an amazing ride. 7 seven twenty twenty. 7.20.20. I'll be announcing the hashtag final match. Hashtag Leo. Hashtag Leo Rush. Hashtag wrestling. Wrestling. I can't talk. Um, I can't talk today. Um, 
So, yes, he was cut a part of the Black Wednesday releases. And he is saying that he will announce his um, final match. So, I mean, yeah. He, the former Cruiserweight champion, um, he also said if you could pick one um, person to have a match with, who would it be? Um, again, I don't think he's going to just listen to everybody, but... You know, could be a good thing in the end. Um, anyways, so Styles um, addresses a rumor that he was mad with the former Raw executive director Paul Heyman for not fighting to keep Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, who were released back in April due to the cutbacks. He claims that it is untrue, but does mention how him and his OC brothers were aware of Heyman's past history as a liar. End quote. Well, this is a quote. When it came to the rumor about Paul Heyman and me being about Paul Heyman and me being upset with him because he didn't take up for Gals and Anderson before they got released, that's not what it was at all. Not even close. I'll give you a snippet of what me, Gals and Anderson already know. He's a liar. Now you know. I'm sure you've heard that before and go back to his ECW days. You'll hear that. He's a bold faced liar. So um yeah, I don't know in what instances he's talking about. But that's kind of crazy. Um, Anyways, the eye for the eye match, eye for an eye match, is happening. And apparently they're going to use special um, effects, it, as noted um, by the um, wrestling headline site. Uh, it was announced that the only way to win the match is to extract the eye out of your opponent. It's obvious that no one will actually lose an eye. Um, Wrestling Observer reports that WWE taped the match ahead of time and then used CGI, CGI effects for the finish. Um, it's good because, I mean, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I really hope that they wouldn't have taken somebody's eye out for real. But again, that's just, I find that shocking that yeah oh my anyways also in other news taz is bringing well he did bring the ftw championship back on aw fighter fest and he just gifted it to brian cage so yeah that's pretty cool and so somebody asked on twitter official taz is this the original belt from 20 plus years ago or is this a new belt with the exact same design and he said that it is the original um belt so that is pretty cool um so yeah brian cage is the ftw world champion <laughs> not anything really else to say and also on night two of fighter fest nyla rose after just getting a two-on-one in, after being in a two-on-one handicap match, just absolutely destroying the two. I don't even remember their names. Um, but she was saying, oh, it was Kenzie Page, and I don't remember the other one. But she said that she was going to, she wants to get a manager, and she didn't want to reveal their identity. Um, so... A lot of reports are suggesting that it's going to be Vicky um, Guerrero. Because Vicky Guerrero recently tweeted how she was moving on from WWE despite being gone from the company for a few years now. 
Um, she made a special appearance on AEW Dark earlier this year, and she attended um, Tony Khan's Memorial Day party. Um, Vicky noted that her AEW parent led to WWE Supers. WWE preventing their superstars from appearing on her podcast. Um, I mean, I could see it being Guerrero. That does make sense. They're both... Well, actually, now that I think about it more, it doesn't really make sense because Vicky Guerrero's got, like, the EXCUSE ME! And Nyla Rose is just gonna be the cold-blooded killer. So, I don't know if that would work. But, I guess it would work. Um, anyway, so several matchups have been announced for next week's Fight for the Fallen, another pay-per-view television special on TNT. The clear counterbooking here from both promotions, AEW and WWE, but their matches are FTR versus the Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express versus the Elite. I remember, I believe that it is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes Open Challenge for the TNT title, and we know that that... It was revealed that that was going to be Sonny Kiss and John Moxley versus Brian Cage for the title, which got moved because of the unfortunate circumstance with Renee Young testing positive for the ongoing global pandemic. Um, anyways, let's go, and I'm going to start my review of NXT's Great American Bash Night 2. So we started off with a banger, a street vice. Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim. This was an awesome match. And this is just total, like, nerd exposed. This is totally going to expose me for being a nerd. Um, But, yeah. They, like, throw... Because they went to the back, and they threw her through, like, table that had a bunch of food. I, I was just looking at all the food on the floor, like, ooh, oh, I know that brand. I think they had some cheese that's down there. Anyways, Candice LeRae um, won that. And after punching um, Mayim with her own brass knuckles on the top turnbuckle while they were on a table. And then there was a bunch of chairs on the floor and then she did a swing neckbreaker. Um, and she pinned. Next up, there was Bronson Reed versus Tony Nese. Now this came about... Um, because I can't remember his name. Um, but basically, Bronson Reed, he faced this jobber. And then he helped the jobber out. And then the same jobber. Oh, it was like Leon Ross or something. Um, and then Tony Nese faced the same guy and was just being a jerk. So he came out and started chasing him. So that's why this match was going on. And then Bronson Reed... Match ended by him going to the top rope and hitting a giant splash. Just, yeah. So, Bronson Reed got the win there. And next up, um, we had Johnny Gargano versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. And we were going to see if the Gargano family could be victorious on night two. If both of them could be victorious. And this was a pretty, this was a pretty cool match. They had, like, a really cool, like, STF Gargano escape thing, yeah. Um, but it all ended with Johnny Gargano jumping over the ropes and hitting the one final beat DDT and the pin for the win. Yeah, and Johnny Gargano um, won. Next up, we had Breeze Zongo and Drake Maverick versus Legado Del Fantasma. Now, I think um, Santos Escobar 
like that heel turn that was executed really well um this was a pretty decent match and i was like you gotta have Drake maverick run but nope we got a phantasma one and i guess you had to do that because this is their first time as a trio so you gotta and next up we had the debut of mercedes martinez facing off against santana garrett now, at first when she came out, I thought it was Mar- when Santana Garrett came out, I thought it was Mercedes Martinez because it said like Satan. I can't read obviously, but it said Satan. Well, it actually said Santana, but I thought it said Satan. So I'm like, oh, that's because Mercedes Martinez is supposed to be like the just the bad butt. Just yeah. Um, so, basically, Mercedes Martinez absolutely destroyed, um, Santana Garrett. Poor girl. Um, anyways, we had the winner-take-all match. The NXT North American Champion, Keith Lee, and the NXT Champion, Adam Cole. Again, champion versus champion, winner-takes-all. This was such a... A good match. And in the end, Adam Cole tried to go for the Panama Sunrise. I believe, yeah, he tried to go for the Panama Sunrise. And Keith Lee was able to catch him and reverse it into the Spirit Bomb. Then he lifted him up onto the shoulders, turned him over into like the, I'm I'm just going to call it what it is. He hit him with the Big Bang Catastrophe. One, two, three. Keith Lee is the NXT North American and the NXT Champion. Oh, I was just thinking as soon as, like, all, like, the pyro and the streamers were coming down, I was like, how awesome would it be to be Keith Lee in that moment? I would, yeah. Like, oh, that would make me so, so excited. Because, like, just how awesome would that be? Because he wins the NXT title. But he never lost the North American title. He has never, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I remember, he's never been pinned for a championship. He has never lost a title, and that's just awesome. Keith Lee really deserved it, um, I think, because my dad told me, and this makes sense. Um, Undisputed Era is going to go to like SmackDown or Raw, moving up to the main roster. If you can even call it the main roster anymore, because... NXT is becoming um, the show, and it's becoming a main roster show. Oh, and just another bit of news. The AEW Puppy Royale, it's it's here. It was here a while ago. It was here two days ago, but I just I just remembered that it came. So I'm really excited. Um, next up, I am going to do a segment called The Legends Appraisal. Legends Appraisal. My Legends Appraisal for the day is going to be, yes, they're a legend, but they have not been in the Hall of Fame, and they've only won one world title. I think that's outrageous, and if you haven't guessed it already, yes, if you close your eyes, it might make the truth reveal, is Christian. Oh, I... I really like Christian. I'd say for most people like Edgemore, 
I say they're both on equal ground for me. I really like Christian. I the kill switch, mm, awesome move. I just I think he's underappreciated and overshadowed by Edge. Same with same with Matt Hardy. Sure, him and Jeff will probably go in as a team, but like, yeah, he's just overshadowed by Jeff. But in this case, he's overshadowed by Edge because Edge has won like a lot of titles. Well, a lot more than him. And the fact that he only had one world title one run, I think, is outrageous. Christian, you get my Legends appraisal today. <sighs> Whew. Dang. Alright, next up, Mashing Minute. The Mashing Minute. My Mashing Minute is going to be WWE's over-reliance on part-time stars such as Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, and Goldberg. Sure, Undertaker, it's, he's fine, I guess, but that WrestleMania match with Roman, when he, that botched Tombstone pile driver, it's just, if you're old, then you just gotta stop. It's just hurting the current generation. And Brock Lesnar, I don't know... Like, Brock Lesnar is Vince McMahon's, like, prototype, you know? Um, but Lesnar just holds the title and just holds it again. Just He de- uh, uh, he just defends it like... <sighs> Brock Lesnar just doesn't... Brock Lesnar just angers me. He doesn't work. He doesn't wrestle. All right, that's all I got for a minute. I want to give myself more, but I got I can't. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the show for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next time. Bye, wrestling fans, and peace!